Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. We're doing something we've never done before. That's right. It is uh, like 75 degrees outside, blue skies. Sunny, a little bit of a breeze, which you might hear in the yeah, microphone, like so right now, don't panic. <laughs> it's making itself known. Yeah, but we're having a, a tropical podcast outside today because uh, we're both in the same city today, number yeah. one. And um, in Wisconsin, if you guys haven't been here, it's a really great place for about four months a year and we need to take advantage about if, if you ask a Wisconsinite like hey what do you guys do in July most of them just say well we go outside and we, and on a day like this if you're inside you feel like you're doing something horribly wrong right your your <laughs> own insides are dying yes <laughs> if you stay inside on a day like today so it's gorgeous so we never want to yeah. waste a day I mean this isn't Southern California here <laughs> right right and it's nice we've got the mobile set up here so we can uh, we got the mics and everything yes Outside, and, and I'm even enjoying a Wisconsin beer right now. <laughs> New Glarus Hopster. That's right. Yeah, we have a, a, a selection of Wisconsin beers. Oh, yes, we do. Because the uh, Capital Amber, which but, is a delicious beer. Yes, a nice cold beverage on a nice hot day like this is, is soaking the, up some rays and talking some weird stuff. Th- yes, that is what we do best. <laughs> and so that's why you might hear some cars in the background or like a murder or something like yeah, that. Don't worry so, about it. Yeah, if you hear a scream, that. Don't even, don't, you don't have to sweat it. All good, all good. So what episode is this? I can't... Um, this is 49. Holy crap, yeah. seven times seven. Yeah, oh, wow. Huh. This blowing your mind a little numerology there. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's yeah. It's a square number. Episode 49 is pretty fantastic. I think, I can't believe it's been, um, you know, like eight months. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Me needs. <laughs> no, you're right. Eight months, that's crazy. And that also means that Halloween is creeping up on us. Right. Because that was the inaugural episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's flying by and we've covered a lot of topics and we've met tons of people and there's still so much to talk about. I believe so. so I believe, you know, I remember when we first started working on these things. Like we were coming up with a list of ideas for the first few episodes and I thought like, well, we're probably going to run out of something. Yeah. We're going to run out of at ideas. Some point. By like episode 20, like we're going to have trouble coming up with ideas. Yeah. There hasn't been a week where it's like, oh, we should talk about this or... Or, no, we always have more that we want to talk about than there's time for, it seems. Every single week, I uh, yeah. I can think of something new to talk about. So that's fantastic. It is. But let's save some of the reminiscing for next week, because that will actually be episode 50. So episode 50 is next week. So here, here's what we're going to do. Ooh, what are we going to do? Okay, so anybody who's on... Cake? T- yeah, we'll probably Sorry. have cake. Sorry, they I got excited. Let, yes, <laughs> let them eat cake. We will eat cake. cake. And um, so for episode 50, what... We'd like we're gonna uh, give away some sunspot prize packages. Whoa. Right, we're gonna mail them to people, so we're gonna select at random anybody that tweets out what was their favorite episode, just with the hashtag other side fifty. Okay, so they tweet um, their favorite episode with the hashtag other side fifty, mm-hmm. and we'll we we will con we will randomly select and contact the people and you know get their address so we can and send, send you them some their cool goodies. stuff. Yeah, cool. And you will get a special goodie package. That's exciting. So we should do that to make we'll it We'll have fun. to have to go into the sunspot inventory and look for some really cool stuff. Yeah, there no, we we'll definitely have to send them all the stuff we can't sell otherwise. 
There's nothing. I mean, there's really nothing that's that's undesirable in there. I no, think. I would say most of it's pretty good. It's all good stuff. Like we make sure the T-shirts are cool. Like any T-shirts, like we try to make sure that it's a shirt we wear ourselves. Right. And, right. and that'd be the only thing we wear. And we will send you your size. So don't worry. Right. We're you're not, not going to send you like an extra large if you're tiny <laughs> yeah. or a tiny if you're extra large. <laughs> well, that is the bummer when you win a T-shirt in a contest and you get it and you're like, yeah, I'm never yeah. going to wear this. I could wear this as underwear. <laughs> I can so. put this on my Kendall. <laughs> right. No, we'll, we'll send you a size that works, too. Yes. So okay. So cool. The tweet, tweet thing. Other Side 50 with your favorite episode. And the yeah. number 50. Yes. Like Other Side 50. Correct. Okay. And um, I'm going to do it. Can I win? No, you oh. cannot. This stuff's already in your garage. Okay, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> And I have you're already a, wearing a shirt you didn't pay the band for. Up, and, I have a, and, I, and I'm drinking my beer out of a Sunspot pint glass. And uh. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Right. Um, okay. So, uh, and if you don't have a favorite episode, just go back in the archives. And, you know, some people have been tweeting me, interestingly enough, that uh, a couple of people have been just reading the show notes. That's great. And, and they were like, hey, that was a really good article. Oh, man. Um, that, that where can I, get, can I get the, po- can I get like the audio part of it? And I'm like, oh. no, just, just go up to the top. And press play. And hit play. That's great, though, because you put a lot of work into those, you know. Sometimes. Referencing all the info. <laughs> Linking up all those images. Yes, to make it fun to read and so also yeah. that you, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, and also... An hour well spent of your time. Or if you listen to the episode, you want more background information. It's nice to be able to go back and reference that. You know, if you're listening while you're jogging or driving or something like that, you don't want right. to necessarily and Google I it right there. The best part about the internet that I missed from, <laughs> that I think I missed from like regular books and stuff, is the deep linking. Mm. You know, that mm-hmm. you can just start it up and you can keep going. Go to town. Right. And then you can learn as much as is literally humanly possible. Right. Uh, so I think that's the magic of the Internet. So that's, that's awesome. uh, we, 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 we try to do that with every one of our posts. Yes. And speaking of posts, you can mm. always find the show notes at othersidepodcast.com slash the number of the episode. So today's is what? 49. That's right. Othersidepodcast.com slash 49. And you can uh, see all the all those exciting mm-hmm. deep links. Right. Right, and so um, hyperlinks. So, t- so today, I mean, did you see any movies this weekend, Wendy? Um, no, I didn't see. Any okay, movies no, this I, I, no, I, of course you did. I saw you most <laughs> this weekend. We played. Yes, we did. Yeah, we played up north. And um, or kind of up north. Yeah, up north for us. Up north for us, middle of the state, a lot In of Wausau, fun. Wausau, Wisconsin, which mm-hmm. was awesome and beautiful. That really was awesome. Sunny day. Um, and uh, so I didn't see any movies this weekend either, and but what one of the movies that came out is about the Stanford Prison Experiment. Okay. Okay. This rings a bell. Right. Um, so anybody that had psychology class in high school or college probably talked about this. And um, this is an experiment designed uh, to see if the social roles in prison of an inmate and a guard were somehow creating abusive situations in prisons and incarceration facilities. Okay. So if maybe the actual... I mean... The actual process of people being, some people being a prisoner, some people being a guard, was creating things that dehumanized the prisoners and made the guards more sadistic. Okay, sure. So yeah, that, that would create, make sense. To create abuse. And this was done in 1971 in, in Stanford University. And was this a study that was done to try to identify an issue so they could reform the actual prison system? Yeah, or? Okay. definitely. It was, it was sponsored by, or funded by the U.S. Naval Research Institute. Um, and the 70s were a very progressive time. Indeed. I mean, a progressive time. You think about it. It's in 1972. I mean, Richard Nixon is the man behind the Environmental Protection Association. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the EPA. Right. Um, and it was also behind a... 
public option for health care. So when you think of even the you know the conservatives at that time mm-hmm. were also very like yeah no let's let's reform things or let's check out things let's protect yeah. the environment it was a, a different different social uh, situation, and they were looking at I mean also in the 1970s they uh, disallowed the um, uh, death penalty. So that was one thing that happened in the 70s too that they were looking at reforming prisons. Run. Yeah. And it was several. We didn't have so, the death penalty for a while until the Supreme Court decided that it wasn't cruel and unusual punishment. Okay. So yeah. So people were really looking out for human rights. It was a different time, and and so they were thinking that these you know this could happen in the prisons, and so this was developed by a guy named Doctor Philip Zimbardo. Okay. Okay. And that sounds like a character from a and, book or something. You know, and it's funny. So he um. Dr. Zimbardo is this guy. I mean, he is a he's a really brilliant researcher, smart guy, um, but he looks like a mad scientist, like an evil scientist, <laughs> like a dark goatee. So he, he, so like a character from a book or a cartoon or something. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> Dr. Zimbardo. Dr. Zimbardo. <laughs> he's like one of Captain America's villains. Okay. And he looks like it too, and he does research to that. I mean. So in psychology class, uh, we used to watch. So I was I was a psych major at the University of Wisconsin, right around a thousand years ago, and, and approximately <laughs> approximately approximately a millennia ago, and we used to watch videos by Doctor Zimbardo, and he would do things like he would hypnotize people, and put their hands you know, and, and put their hands in ice water, and then he'd ask them like, how much pain are you feeling? Oh, give me a scale. How much pain? And the people would be like, well, five. Oh, oh, oh. Seven. Ten, and they were just going up the scale of pain. They'd oh be my like, gosh! Tell me how much pain you're feeling. I thought you were gonna say they put one hand in the ice water and then it, the other hand in the, <laughs> in the, in the warm water, <laughs> and then Dr. Zimbardo would watch them wet themselves. <laughs> that's the, lo- the maturity <laughs> yeah. level that I'm, I'm dealing with here. No, that's um, okay. I, that was the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> but but actually, that reminded me of another pop culture thing. Was that? But well, this is completely a tangent, but um. It was on, I think, America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Howie. Howie Ma- Mandel. Yeah. So there was a hypnotist who, um, you know how he's he's very OCD. He won't shake anyone's hands. Right. He is the, he's the guy that brought us to fist yeah, bump. Yeah. Yep. And this hypnotist convinced him that th- he hypnotized him and then convinced him that he had that the hypnotist convinced him that the hypnotist was wearing gloves so he shook his hand but he didn't actually have gloves on ah so um and i, I and then he convinced him that everybody the other hosts also had gloves on so everyone was shaking his hands and he was just you know that totally means he fine had to shake it. howard stern's hand gross <laughs> yeah. you don't know where that hand's been right so anyway that I, i'm there's it does tie in because i i was actually incredibly offended by that I thought it was like violating his, you know, you're, you're convincing true. somebody to do something when they don't have the will, they're, they're not in their normal frame of mind. And I just, I found it like really offensive that all of the hosts were like, like rubbing their hands all over him and stuff. And it's like, come on, you know, when he sees this later on, he's going to, he's going to freak be horrified. out a and it's just, and then he's going to look at that check. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, and then enough. it's going to be like, okay. So anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but. It no, is related cool. to pop culture, and um, it was. I was shocked when I saw. I, I don't even know. I tuned into like the rerun of it or something, but I had I had read about it online, and um, I just couldn't believe. I was like, they, "What? Wow, like how? Okay. How do the producers let him do that?" Because I mean, if that was one of my friends, like if it was you, Mike, if you were sleeping, and somebody came up and 
tried to stick one of your hands in the cold water and the other one in hot. I wouldn't let him do it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But if you want to well, hypnotize me and then have people rub their hands all over <laughs> me, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> I don't care that. What level of pain are you experiencing? <laughs> Ten. Ten. Okay. So, other, uh, Dr. Zimbardo, here's a side note. Okay, sorry about that. He was the president of the American Psychological Association when uh, one of our friends used to work there, was an editor at the APA for okay. a few years. And so she used to report to Dr. Zimbardo. Oh, wow. So we have like two degrees of Zimbardness. <laughs> of Zimbardness. Yeah. So, we, you know, and, and he's an old guy now. Uh, and I, he's, I think he's pretty, he's pretty retired cause he's like 83 or something. But wow. I mean, this guy is just, he's the evil psychologist mm. of the past 50 years, hypnotizing people and running experiments like these, yeah. the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, but okay. So one of the, here's what they did. They took 24 male students and they would make half of them prisoners and half of them guards. So they would just, you know, split them up at random. Okay. And now just, did they know that? the nature of the experiment going into it or were they just well they knew it was going to be a study of prison life okay so they had that idea and they they're going to get paid $15 a day and they uh, they took the 24 most psychologically stable candidates and they chose them to participate okay so the prisoners were quote unquote arrested in their homes okay in front of their neighbors and everything so people came they arrested them, put them in cuffs, did the whole thing. And they they went to the... Um, and they knew that it was part of the experiment. Yes. When that happened. But the okay. neighbors didn't. Okay. <laughs> so they were... I mean, but they were arrested in their homes. They got full mug shots, went through the entire booking process wow. at okay. the police station. And they were given numbers and not names. And they were told, you know, the... the, the um, guards were told to use them, you know, instead of names, they're told to use their numbers, their prison numbers. Mm-hmm. So three prisoners to a cell, which really a cell was really a basement room in one of the buildings in Stanford University. Okay. And there were three guards on shift at any one time. Okay. A little pretend prison. Mm-hmm. The guards were given batons and uniforms to look official. So that was, you know, supposed to make them look like guards. Okay. okay. So that the first day, things are going fine. Um, by day two, one group of prisoners refused to leave their cell. They already went on strike and played prison strike on day two. They only there for one day. So extra guards were called in to quash the quote unquote prison revolt. Okay. The prisoners who didn't participate were given better meals and a privilege cell, mm, like a nicer okay. place to stay. Rewarded. So, right. They already rewarded the people who didn't, you know, who, who actually left their cell and yeah. acted like model prisoners. 36 hours in, one prisoner is freaking out so bad he had to be sent home. So, right. This is just a this is just a study, and they're not even a day. I mean, they're not even two days in. And they know it's an experiment. Yeah, and they know they're not really prisoners. Wow. They know they're there for just two weeks. Drove them mad. Right in that kind of day, Jeez. and like things are already going crazy. Guards started making prisoners go into the bathroom and go to the bathroom in a bucket in the cell to punish them. What? So if they acted badly, the, I mean, these are guards, and these are just like. And they're, and they're letting them, they're letting the guards just decide how they want to rule the place. Yes. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So the experiment's going and uh, Dr. Zimbardo is there acting as the evil warden. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't <laughs> acting evil, but I mean, he was there as the warden. Uh-huh. And he was, I mean, part of the experiment. But I mean, these guards were making guys dump in a bucket and stuff like that it's to really punish sick. them. Yeah. I mean, after just a couple of days. Yeah. That's not even, it's, it's not like... A week and a half of being in the basement of, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
some building. And you're getting paid to be there. Two days. And you know exactly that this is just an experiment. Wow. Weird. So, I mean, people are freaking out. Um, some prisoners are forced to be naked as punishment. Oh. So there's, you know, they're forced to like take off their clothes and, and be naked and they're getting punished. And that's crazy. Yeah. Like a psych. Okay. Just a quick, another quick aside. When I was in college, I took psych 101. Yeah. And, you know, you could get extra credit by participating in the different experiments. Of course. I did a million of them. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine going into one of those and then being treated like that? Well, no, the thing is, I mean, the way I looked in college, no one was going to ask me to get naked. <laughs> I realized that I was like, hey, big guy, take off your clothes. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, um, but really, though, I mean, I, I would just be like, I was always a little skeptical going into them because I'm like, what are they doing to me? Like, what, you know? what are they really planning? Yeah, because they always do that the switcheroo where they make you think that you're doing the you know one they make you think they're evaluating one aspect of you when and you know they're actually looking at something else mm-hmm. so um but i mean if somebody really like started abusing me that way i would i'd, I'd walk well i mean <laughs> well one guy <laughs> i mean <be> shocking <laughs> right one guy freaked out um that's true and they that, I, I guess i would i'd be that guy i mean other dudes gotta get naked by day four, there's a rumor that the prisoner who was released on day two was coming back to set the other prisoners free. Awesome. So a rumor runs through the prison of 12 people. Uh-huh. But it also runs through the guards. From the outside. So even Dr. Zim- Zimbardo like, stayed away. and waited like to set a trap for the person who... Yeah, like this is... What? Right, this is not even a week. These guys have only been together for... Like by day four, they already think somebody's coming back to set them free by force okay. like somebody's gonna break into this psychology experiment okay day six which they could leave voluntarily yeah absolutely i mean they <laughs> like i mean they they wouldn't get paid obviously and they would ruin the experiment but they, i mean yeah. this is no the, no one was really holding them by force i mean the guards had batons oh my god there's a mosquito on your shoulder i'm sorry okay there there's a big fat one all right <laughs> got him Got him before he drew blood. Yeah. So the guards with the batons. And 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 the thing is, it's just they were acting like guards were acting like sadists. The prisoners were acting like they were like it really like they really were crazy. So they were truly taking on the roles of their. Yes. Within less than a week. Wow. Day six. One of the students goes in there to conduct interviews and then just tells the doctor um, this is completely ethically wrong. Like this is. <laughs> OK. Like, this is this is going awry. Yeah. You're too involved, and you've got to stop it. Okay. Um, and he respects that person very much. So uh, he eventually, that student that did that eventually became his wife. What? Yeah, well, you know, once you're in college. Figures it takes a woman to get in there and set <laughs> right. some sanity to the place. No, I'm just kidding. Right, and let him know. So, I mean, he realizes that he's way too close to it. People are going crazy. After six days, the experiment is shut down. Okay. So Good. This, I mean, really, who? how could you not even consider how unethical that is? Well, I mean, but nobody thought it was unethical because nobody thought this would actually happen. But nobody once it started people, happening and you see people abusing each other and treating each other that way, I mean, come on. Who could have predicted that? I mean, that's why it's an experiment. And I guess the prediction, yeah. the prediction was not that all of a sudden guards can be like, <laughs> get naked and crap in a bucket. Like nobody thought that they would Good. get like this. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's some criticisms they said that the, I mean, the people who were actually in the experiment were self-selected from people who responded to a newspaper advertisement seeking volunteers for a psychological study of prison life. 
Mm-hmm. So what kind of person volunteers to give up two weeks of their life for a psychological study of prison life? I was wondering that, actually. If I saw that ad, I don't think I'd respond. Right. I mean, the $15 a day, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's tempting. That's pretty good. That's almost jury duty money. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but really, though, I mean, it's it's... Right. So, like, what's the deal? And, and who would do that? You know, um, people that didn't have a job, people that didn't, you know, right, uh, have anything to do for two weeks. So, I mean, that's one of the criticisms. Another one is that there was a total observer effect here. That the people were just acting like they thought they, they were wanted, expected to. Yeah. They okay. thought that the researchers wanted to see the inmates become animals. Yeah. And the uh, and the guards become, become like villains, sadists. Yeah. And that's kind of the first thing that I thought when I heard about it was, I could imagine people going in and you know, playing the roles. Well, and it's interesting because, um, you know, there's a, there's another famous psycho- psychology experiment done about ten years before, and what it has is. Um, it's got a, so you go into the researcher's office and he tells you, um, that there's somebody on the other side of the glass. Oh yeah. And you are supposed to administer ele- electrical shocks to that person. Right. Yep. And like on Ghostbusters. No, no, no. That's different. Sorry. No, that was a little different. I mean, that, that was more of an experiment of every time that you, <laughs> every, every time you did not predict the right card, you would get shocked. <laughs> but, Bill, but Bill Murray was shocking. Like Shocking the guy who was getting all the cards right and letting the girl go through who was right. getting all the cards wrong. So, um, but yeah. You, so the one-way one mirror. Right. You're administering electrical shocks to the person and you were doing it when like the researcher told you and they, people would just be complicit in it. They would just be like, well, the researcher told me to Even do this. Even though they knew they were, in hurting, theory, harming someone. Hurting someone else. But yeah. they were just going along with it. And th- I mean, That's and that, so cool. well, after the Second World War, um, I mean, these psychology experiments became, they're important because you thought about like, how could a regular guy, a regular German soldier work at a concentration camp? You know, how could a, how right. could a, how could a regular Who human... Who would agree to do that? How Who could would a, agree to do those things to other humans? A regular human being agree mm. to do something like a concentration camp. And it happened, camp. of course. So. Or, I mean, not to pick on the Germans here, but they've got a history. Right, well, um, yeah. <laughs> In East Germany... How could you see your fellow countryman who's running from an oppressive society try to cross the Berlin Wall mm-hmm. and you shoot him? Right. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And, you know, is it is it because they're just following orders? Is it, you know, are those people... And th- this was a real thing after the Second World War because how people who were regular members of the German army, do you prosecute them for war crimes or do you prosecute the people in charge? I see. So a guy that's just a concentration yeah. camp guard that was sent there, that Where was, do they dra- draw the line that was drafted yeah. in the army, do you punish him just for being born in the wrong place, <sighs> or do you punish the people who are in charge? And that's that's kind of the idea of experiments like this, the Stanford Prison Experiment, okay. is that the things that these people did, did they do them because they're actual sadists and they need to be removed and punished, or... Is it just human nature to follow orders? To follow and, orders in yeah. a certain situation and look out for your own skin over the next person. Yeah. So that's that's kind of why people were doing things like this. Um, I mean, post-war. Mm-hmm. And that guy like Dr. Zimbardo, he's 82 years old. Obviously, he came of age in the right in the post-war period. Um, and so also that experiment that was done with administering electrical shocks to other people was done in, you know, in the 1960s. So crazy. So, uh, but the Stanford Prison Experiment is very famous because it's just meant to show when people are, are put in these roles of 
guards versus prisoners, they tend to act like they're expected to. So interesting. Would our prisons be better if people were not just put into these roles mm-hmm. of the guard versus the prisoner? I see. So that's kind of where they were going with this. And the other and more criticisms are like, you know, first of all, you, you might have gotten weirdos responding to it. Yeah. You had the observer effect. And also, there's only 24 people. That is a pretty small sample size. <laughs> when we're talking about psychological, you know. And a prison that might have effects. thousands of people right. in real life. You know, there's only 24 people in the basement of Stanford University. And is the problem with them, is it the problem that they're Californians? <laughs> you know? They might think a little differently than the right. rest of they us. They might be a touch oh, different gosh. as Californians. No. So that's kind of, so that, that, I mean, but I mean, I think this belays into a, a larger issue and it, it even goes into a little bit of paranormal and we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, so pop culture illusions, um, there was a great after school special called, uh, the wave. Okay. And this is, this goes into group think this goes into where people, um, just following orders and doing so this, and this is based on a true story. 1967, a teacher, decided to uh, do a little social experiment of his own in a high school. Okay. And he created this group called, like, the Third Wave. Yeah. And the th- people would join that group, and eventually they started taking on Nazi-ish qualities. Oh, jeez. Like, excluding some people from the group, telling, telling the people who were in the group the people who were outside were bad, and all okay. those different things, like, in a social experiment. Yeah. And in, like, the after-school special, things get crazy, like, people get beat up. Mm. And then eventually he goes saying, hey, the Wave is actually a national movement and let me show you we got a special video from our leader and it's this big school assembly and all these kids are so excited to see the national leader and then he shows them an Adolf Hitler movie. Oh nice. Good punchline. Right. <laughs> and played by and the teacher was played by Bruce Davison, who also played the uh, senator who didn't like mutants in the first X Men movie. Okay. He was the guy Bruce Davison. He also um he also was the father in the TV version of Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, okay. Because that was a movie We've version. We've brought that up before. We probably have because I was the only person on earth who watched the TV <laughs> version of the Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember which episode or anything. I just, I feel like we've discussed this that particular program before and I don't know why because I don't even know if I ever saw it. Well, maybe I really like Bruce Davison. Okay. He got Oscar nominated. He played a um, gay guy in a movie called Longtime Companion. It was a very touching movie when they didn't okay. make a lot of movies about gay guys and stuff like sure. that and he did a re- great job in that and I was always thought he was a great actor okay so I think about him and I think about The Wave and I think about Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> and the good movies he's been in alright okay Veronica Mars and Law and Order both had episodes based on the Stanford oh, Prison okay. Experiment um, there's, there's a movie out that just came out on Friday so you can what's go, the movie called The Stanford Prison oh, Experiment okay. <laughs> <laughs> cleverly named they're just going straight into it there's no do you think you're going to go see it I'd probably go see it like it looks interesting enough yeah to I don't know if I'll see it in the theater yeah because like well we could hit the budget yeah of course um, but not for three dollars I'm willing to take a chance of it you sucking you bet you bet like I don't need to see it in IMAX <laughs> right but it's got the guy Billy Crudup he played the uh, main rock star in Almost Famous he's the guy that was a golden god and oh, jumped okay. in the pool um, and so he plays Dr. Zimbardo I mean probably a handsome non-evil version sure okay uh, so no that so that just came out this weekend. That's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it today because it's something that um, 
is worth discussing and it's on people's minds and yeah. you know it's it's and going on in pop culture right now it is interesting just to think about that and to think about human nature and the way that people's minds are affected by not just the people around them but the group of people around you know the, the group dynamic and and all that and how it can can really change how people behave i mean well you no, now that's you bring that up now we talked about concentration camps we talked about the berlin wall and i picked on the germans sorry ancestors um <laughs> But we can, I mean, we can pick on the Americans, too, because well, we have Abu Ghraib. Right. So yeah. we had our own American soldiers taking our prisoners and torturing them, mm. you know, making them get making them get naked and taking their picture. Yeah. You know, doing things um, against Islam to offend them. Like mm-hmm. uh, they were shocked by all the women there and then having them like have yeah. to get buck naked and like right. touch themselves in front of the female guards. So that I mean, that's the whole thing. And why did they do that? I mean, why did these people think that this was acceptable yeah. as an American, you know, service person to do these kind of things to people who were, I mean, they're humans, <laughs> right? They're prisoners, but they're humans. Right. Um, and they're in prison. So they're not dangerous or they may be, there's dangerous, but they're not attacking you at right. the time. They're captive. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, and those people went to prison, the people in Abu Ghraib who were involved mm-hmm. in that. I mean, I was looking when I was doing research for this, I was looking at a picture of Lindy England, like one of them when she's like giving a thumbs up again with all the naked inmates and she's like smiling and smoking a cigarette and you're just like wow like you're supposed to be in charge and you're humiliating other human beings and the thing is would she have done that in any other situation was lindy england the kind of person who if she was was not in working at a at a prisoner of war camp in afghanistan or iraq or abu Ghraib, wrapped up in that environment and being around you know like a if she, group like that. If she was a Walmart greeter, would she take a picture like that? No. So that kind of, um, you know, this, that's a very direct uh, connection to the Stanford prison experiment. Mm. So, I mean, what's the paranormal side of this? Yeah, what is the paranormal side of this? Well, how I mean, because the basement part, basements are scary. Basements are scary. No, not quite. <laughs> it's, it's how can your environment change your personality? Ah, okay. And that's something that happens in a lot of haunted stories and um, that it's the place changes who they are. Mm-hmm. That it's the fact that there are there was violence in the place, and there's still negative energy. Okay, it causes people to change their personality, and that's something that's coming up in a lot of stories. When we talk about a deadly haunting, right? So in a deadly haunting, remember it's um, the father-in-law of the author. She, you know, she would talk about how the father-in-law just started changing. They were in the house and oh, he became right, yeah. much more, you know, because of the um, spirit or whatever that was that was infecting the house. So he which episode was that? I can't remember. Episode 43, maybe. OK. OK, well, look it up <laughs> um, in the show notes. But yeah, so I mean, a deadly haunting, it's the place that affects the personality and turns somebody evil who wasn't evil before. Um, if you ever see the movie The Shining. Of course. Right in the book. It's it's the hotel. Oh my gosh. The hotel drives yeah. drives Jack Torrance, um, Jack Nicholson in the movie, drives him crazy. That's a great example too, because you know granted in the movie part of the reason why probably is because of, you know, the implications of it being haunted or whatever. But right. but um I remember my family used to take road trips every summer. And um there was this place in the Black Hills that we stayed at that was very much like the shining Okay. Place, and it was like that. It was the environment was just it was creepy, and it wasn't. I mean, I don't know if it was haunted or not. Maybe, but but I could 
I could imagine, you know, if you're the only one living there over the winter, in this gigantic, like, palace of a hotel with big spooky mm-hmm. corridors and, mm-hmm. you know, I could, I could definitely see that environment affecting one's mental health. Well, did you see The Conjuring? No. Horror movie that was out a couple years ago. Number one, you should see it. But it's don't really watch scary, it alone. isn't it's it? Super scary. No, 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 it's no. Really no. Good. It, it, I, I don't. It's watch like those a, it's a it's a great old school horror movie. Okay. It's not particularly gory oh, or anything like okay. that. It's just psychological. Uh, it's not a slasher movie. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a there's shocks and things like that. But it's just a great ghost story. Like movie. Blair Witch or something. Where yeah, like Blair Witch. <laughs> it, yeah. Josh. <laughs> um. Without just a random bunch of people screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I would say. I mean, so in The Conjuring, in that movie too, mm-hmm. um, the the mother has that happen to her. They're in the house, and the house is an evil place because um, there was these witchcraft performed there, and then people were hanged on the premises, and right, Ooh, people, that's a drag. and so the place made people murder each other. And so I mean, I mean, we talk about The Shining, and Stephen King brings that into some of his other work, like that a place can change people. Oh yeah, right. Um, and, and and that's the idea. And now here's a here's a real life paranormal story from Mayer, Minnesota. Ooh. Okay, from 2005. Um, we got a family in Mayer, Minnesota, and you know the mom is talking about the weird stuff they started seeing when they moved into this house that they were all excited about because they thought a great deal. They thought they got a great deal. Well, great deal. Her 16 year old daughter changed dramatically after moving to the house. She reported seeing a shadow in her room and feeling someone touch her. She always had an outgoing personality, but she became withdrawn and started spending most of her time in the room. Oh, jeez. Um, Wait, isn't that just turning into a teenager? That might be turning I'm into sorry, a teenager. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. But, you know, like, no, that's, so that's the people say they started seeing shadow people all the time in there. Her daughter was becoming a total recluse, and her 14-year-old son personality was changing, too. And, you know, that's just... That's... Several stories are like that. So there's, there's a story from Wisconsin about the a ho- a haunting in the, in the Horicon Marsh, yeah. which is like our, probably our most famous haunting of the 1990s but, in Wisconsin. But these are places that are like people think that they're spirits there or whatever. Haunt, right. They're haunted places. They're not necessarily just the environment or the, the bad energy or whatever the environment. Cause yeah, but the, but the thing is the spirits are there because they did some oh, things okay. to contribute I bad see. energy. Okay. You know, this, they're there because like, so let's say you take a place where something very violent happened. And then you think that people might be yeah, sure. receptive to that violent energy. Like an You're, Alcatraz or something. Right. And then you start working there and you just start getting infected mm-hmm. in that. And that's, okay. that's kind of, you know, kind of the prisoner, yeah. the prisoner inmate thing. Like here, yeah. are the, here are the roles you're expected to do. And they're just the, the paranormal aspect of. Your personality is changing, not because you've seen a ghost or you're freaked out or, you know, scared. It's, it's because... It's for deeper reasons than that. It's just the, the overall, like... The place is infecting Yeah, you. okay, I gotcha. The place infects your mind and, and makes you... Oh. And, you know, you always hear that, too, though. Um, when people talk about... Here, oh, the first paranormal activity. You ever see the first paranormal activity? No. Okay, that's the best one. Is it? So okay. I recommend seeing the first paranormal... But the idea is that um, the spirit doesn't just follow the house, it follows the girl. Oh, okay. And so it's making oh, her act girl. different and everything like that. And, and it's awful. not, you know, she just, you can't escape it no matter. So it's, it's not the haunted, you know, and, and this idea is that it's the house that affects you. It's the place. You have to get away from the place because the, the bad juju, mm-hmm. you know, affects you in that sense. Interesting. Scenario. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, that reminded me of one of the places I was researching when I went down to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the Bell Witch Cave. And I'm sure you're familiar with the story of the Bell Witch. I don't Witch. know. I don't know about <gasps> the Bell Witch. Oh, we probably should do a whole episode about it. Okay. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's the, the story is from, I don't know when, maybe like mid-1800s or something like okay. that. But it was this farm family settled in and uh, there's there's just, they have reports of this poltergeist. Uh, they called her the Bell Witch, but she was, she basically talked to the, the family there and, you know, she was trying to split up relationships and she hated one of the people and wanted to kill him and they all kind of just lost it and okay. at first they were they were scared to talk about it to the community and then they ended up sharing it with people and it became like you know a very well documented um thing but it's a place that you can still go and visit and there's a cave there and it's just i wanted to stop there on my way down but i didn't i wasn't sure. able to because it was closed the day that i was driving through um but i i, I think that would be an interesting situation of where it sounds like it's a, a location that has that infects you that th- yeah. there's something wrong with it right you know and that's the kind of thing i mean is there something inherently wrong with the way we set up prisons we set up concentration camps? we do mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. things where you're expected to act a certain way and maybe you wouldn't be so inhumane but you now you are inhumane because the expectation this is, the, is there this is the place you this is the place you are yeah if you're going to be inhumane <laughs> you do it here <laughs> right i mean well think about how many times you know um so we, you know, you go out with certain people, and when they're at a different, at a certain kind of club, they'll like go crazy. You know, oh, go buck yeah, wild, yeah. and it's like nice. you wouldn't see that guy. And either. not just because they had a lot of whiskey. No, but they wouldn't do that at home, you know. But they're like <laughs> right. they have expectations upon themselves. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that's what gets into. So you put people in situations. So you put people in dangerous places, um, where they think they know how they're supposed to act, and it's not nice towards other people. Uh huh. We sh- probably shouldn't be surprised. Uh, when we find out they're not being nice to other people, just a thought. Yeah. Well, if uh, if you are planning on going and seeing the movie, or if you've seen the movie, yes, let us know because I'm curious to to see what people think about it. Me and, too. And I'll probably check it out. I think it, I don't know. I love it. No, I'm a sucker for that stuff, and I remember reading and watching videos on it in, in college. So I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna check it out. But before we see that, we have to see Terminator. I know. We One haven't seen days. it yet. We were even gonna, we talked about going today. Yes, we did. It's five dollar Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we'll go see it. Well, anyway, so remember, uh, um, hashtag other side fifty, uh, and you'll get a Sunspot prize package if we, yeah, if you're selected. But we're gonna select a lot of people because you know yeah. what, you guys are cool. Yeah, if you're listening to this, I like you lots. I just no, but the people that have interacted with us and stuff have been Very, really have interesting, been awesome. and so it it makes me want to give out lots and lots of prizes. So whatever we can afford, we'll we'll have to review the Sunspot budget and make sure you know it's not gonna yeah. destroy the band. Right. But we'll we'll go in there and count our pennies. I think we have a little surplus inventory. We can I, dole I out. We do. I do. <laughs> All right. So let's let's put up a new demo here, and okay. here's the song for this week. And this is a song about um, well. I mean, this could be applied to the Stanford prison experiment or it can be applied to a place where uh, the surroundings get you down. It's called The Bottom.
for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. I can't believe it's not butter. I love cake.